Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com. Our series of courses starts with the basic seminar, followed by the life success course and the leadership classes. Once a year, we have an event for our leadership graduates to take themselves on at a high level and propel themselves forward to even greater heights. This year, that event is called Next 10, and tonight, we are coming to you live from Next 10. First off, we have Mr. Rob Rowe with us. Rob is one of the facilitators in the basic division. He has been involved with PSI seminars for over 22 years, including the Life Success Course and Men's Leadership Seminar. He is an avid golfer, loves to read, and is involved in a number of charities. So I am going to hand this off to him so he can share with you what we are doing here at Next 10. Good evening and welcome to the ranch. Uh, we are up here at Next 10, as Kat said. Thank you very much, Kat, for uh, introducing me. And uh, I want to give you some information about what's happening up here on the ranch. For some of you that uh, did not make it this year, uh, get an idea of seeing what it is you're missing. For those of you who have no idea about it, you get a chance to hear a little bit about what is actually happening up here. So just some, some information and some happenings from the ranch. So first off, uh, next 10. The concept of Next 10, it comes from Thomas Wilhite. He's the co-founder of Size Seminars. And one of his illustrations was that we are always striving to get ourselves to a 10. And um, people in his classes very time, often would say simple things like, well, I've already gotten to a 10. I'm at a 10 in my business, or I'm at a 10 in my life, or I'm at a 10 in my relationships. And so then he would challenge them to get to 10s in all particular areas of their life when it comes to creation, emotional or the perfect self-expression, the physical side, and also our spiritual side. And so many times people would say, no, I'm a 10 with all that. And so it's like they came to a place where they thought they had arrived. But Tom's response to them was simply this. So if you find yourself at a 10, it's like climbing up a mountain. And once you get to the summit of the mountain, you have made the summit, you've hit the 10. But when you look out, you realize there's still more mountain to climb. And so your next 10 is, what's the next summit on the mountain? Because ultimately, that 10 turns into 100. 100 turns into 1,000, 1,000 into 10,000. And so you'll constantly find yourself able to move forward in your life in constant growth. And so there's no ending until the final ending. And so once you get to the vantage points, you can see in your world where you can improve on certain aspects, but you could not even see how you can improve on those aspects until you got to that 10 in your life. Because that 10 is always revelatory, always showing you more about your life and showing you how you could do things differently or stronger or more powerful. You get to places where you're not only making yourself create things, but you're also utilizing your support around you to be able to manifest more in your life 
and create a lifestyle that you truly desire and that you're after. And ultimately, it moves into becoming a leader of self, where he would always lead it to. So our next 10 idea is, all right, so you find yourself at a 10. You've done our classes. You've got yourself through Psy7 or the Life Success course. You've gotten yourself through LS. Um, obviously, it all starts with the basic. And now you've gotten yourself to a higher level in your world. Let's say you're at a series of 10s. And so this class is to challenge you to get to the very next 10. Where are you going to go with this next year? So we opened it up on our first evening because um, we have uh, two, two um, guest instructors that are coming in to spearhead or drive us in a direction. And they're being supported by all of us instructors who belong to Psy Seminars. These two guest instructors are Kelly Poulos and Keith Bentz. Uh, they have been in the industry for over 30 years apiece. Um, they are, as Kelly described Keith, he's an architect when it comes to the industry and creation of classes and programs. He works in Asia, does quite a bit in those particular areas. Kelly has been the foundation behind a company called LiveSpring. She's been involved with her own companies, personal coaching. She too is extremely powerful and been in the industry for quite some time. So Kelly opened it up and her place or her basically of grounding us uh, was pretty simple. So Kelly comes in and lets us know in the context she's going to set is, first off, we have to allow ourselves to stay in the work. Yes, we're grads. Yes, we've made it to a certain degree. But we have to give ourselves now permission to step back in and become learners of the work. Not coming from a place of, I already know, I got this, I've been here before, but coming from a place of, if it's in front of me, it's something that's new and something that I must take on and I can challenge myself with it. And it's something that I need to break through, bust up so I can move toward the 10 that I say I want to have in my life. And so she said, primary for everybody in the room, make sure you stay in the work. Do the work, because if you don't do the work, you're not going to be able to do the work. So she was clear on that. She also let us know that the way we can find out if we're doing a good job about staying in the work is if we find ourselves being uncomfortable. Comfort is the enemy to all growth. And so she was huge on getting yourselves uncomfortable. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And be comfortable with being in discomfort. Because for anything of value to begin to happen, you must allow yourself to break through that discomfort to see yourself in a way that you're unwilling to see yourself with. She did not say this, but what I saw was that uh, my experience of myself personally is that I have this illusion of who I am. And I have friends around me that support this illusion. And it's only through classes or through breakdowns in my life that this illusion is blown away a bit and I actually see who I truly am. And from that honesty place, now I can make true changes in my life. I can direct my life in real ways. For instance, it's, simply for, it's simple for me to say that I'm in... Um, my weight is fine. And I have people around me that tell me, no, your weight is fine because all of us have about the same weight and we support each other in being 15 pounds overweight. And so it's not only until one of us gets a heart attack or one of us, you know, something happens to us in our health wise that we begin to look at our life, the illusion is drained away and we begin to look at our life and go, wow, how is my weight really? 
Or for some of us, it's that reaching in to the closet, picking up that favorite pair of pants and finding out it no longer fits. That can be just equally as scary. So it's breaking down the illusion, blowing it away. And that's what we have to be willing to let go of. And discomfort is the way that we know that we're letting go of it. Um, and we're actually breaking it down. As was stated also by her in that evening, the road to transformation is paved with inconvenience. And we'll find ourselves being faced with questions, many questions, that are inconvenient. But as you begin to pile these inconvenient questions up, they hone our minds in such a way to where now we're open to letting in new information. Transformation can never happen unless we allow new information to come in. Transformation process, the first step in it that you'll learn when you come into the Life Success course, is resistance. And so when you find yourself in resistance to anything in the week, now we're encouraged. That's an inconvenience. And the way to get out of resistance, basically, is to acknowledge that we're in resistance. The deal is, is that resistance will always persist unless we acknowledge that we are the ones who are now in resistance. And so in our week, we're encouraged to, we must give up what we think we already know, because that's what resistance is. We think we already know the way it's supposed to be. We think we're here. We think we're that. We think this is happening. But through interaction, moderate feedback, we find out what we think we already know is not true, hence an inconvenience. And we drop that off, and now we're able to step into a breakthrough and move toward transformation. So she was encouraging. She was funny. It was very impressive. We had a great evening. Um, we ended it all off by going over something called the labyrinth. We have a meditation exercise, um, which is referred to as a labyrinth. Labyrinth in, we actually built one up here on the ranch. It has a resemblance to a maze, but it's not a maze, actually. It's a maze you're trying to get through it, and so you have quandaries that you must overcome and places that you must go down to make yourself, get yourself actually through the maze and out the other side. A labyrinth is just a path, and you allow yourself to walk upon that path, and before you enter into it, you have something you want to work with or deal with or work through. And so with that question in mind, you walk yourself through the path, and through it's the repetity of the path, that we let ourselves drop some of the armor, some of the needs to be right, some of the fears of being wrong, some of the fears of being good enough and worthy, that begins to all fade away to where we finally get into the center of the labyrinth. We actually have answers to the questions because we are always our answer person. We just get in our way sometimes. And so the labyrinth is a walking meditative style to allow yourself to drop off some of the stuff that gets in your way and let yourself actually answer the questions that you know you have on your mind. See, Psy Seminars is all built off of experiential learning. And it's an educational process. And we use education when we're talking about it's an aducco. We draw out what's inside of you. You're the one that needs to draw it out because ultimately you're the one who has the answers to the situations that you're in and the answers to the breakthroughs that are necessary for you to move forward in your life. A lot of times, all we do is offer the environment to where you give yourself permission to become honest, to become open, to become vulnerable, to seek out these answers that are inside you. The labyrinth is a mini experience of that. 
And so not all were encouraged to actually walk the labyrinth that night, um, but they were invited to whoever wanted to. And so we had quite a few people actually walk our labyrinth and have that kind of experience. Then we got ourselves to bed. The next day, Next 10 starts off with, of all things, yoga. Now, not everybody has to do yoga, but if we're going to do something that actually entails a whole body experience, we got to start off with part of our body. And so yoga is a stretching. Once again, also it's a meditative experience, but it's a stretching, inward focus experience that allows you to come in relationship with your body because where we're really tight and where we're really holding on to things in our lives, we hold it on to our body. You may have ever experienced your back being extremely tight. Well, it generally means we have some sort of money issue going on or you have a lot of attention in your neck. Well, there's things that say your body is telling you stuff all the time, and so we use um, exercises or disciplines like yoga to move through those in a physical way, which gives us an opportunity to break through them in also an emotional and also mental way. So then once yoga is over, of course, we offer breakfast each and every day. So you get some food before you come on into class. Now, the whole week is based off of a thing called the Peace of Mind Square. And again, Thomas Wilhite, the co-founder of Psy Seminars, he saw the balance in the square was most important. And when you're looking at the square, if you put four sides to it, it'd be simply, we have a physical side, the physical part of our body. We have the emotional side, which is our perfect self-expression part of who we are. Then we have a mental side, which works on manifestation, creation of things. And then we have our spiritual side. And so throughout the rest of the week, we'll be working on each one of these quadrants specifically. And so even in yesterday's event, we did with just our physical side. And it was very interesting watching people because they thought they had their physical side so nailed down. They thought they were all set up and ready to go. But they found experiences of transformation. They were truly just going, oh my gosh, transformed by some information that came in, not from anything that the instructor had said, not from anything that anybody had said up front, but just by being part of a larger community of people that hold a higher vibration that drew them up into a realization they would have never had anywhere else. See, the best part about all that we do at the ranch is simply that it's not what's being said by people per se, but it's being held in an environment or in a vibration of people that see you bigger and better than what you see yourself as, which transforms and elevates you into a new place in your world. And so the whole week is working with each aspect of this quadrant, giving this environments for you to deal with transformation, deal with your own experience, because it's your own experience. What are you experiencing right now? How do you see your life? What is your payoff? What does that mean? Why are, you, why are you doing what it is that you do so you begin to discover? You're the one who's discovering because you're the one that ultimately will make a change. No one else can do it for you, but it's the community that's holding you in that space when you're most vulnerable, when you're most open, when you feel the most fear, and in that environment or in that, in that space, you actually allow yourself to step into things you would not normally step into anywhere else on the planet. We've been doing this for 44 years, and the ranch is a very powerful place. It's like a very special place. When you get on the ranch, you're looking at, you know something is going to happen here.
And so you're already coming prepared for something to take place. So when these 400 people came on ranch, they came on prepared to make something happen. And they hold one another. All of us is holding one another bigger, better, more than we normally see ourselves. And it's creating this phenomenal environment to where yesterday I saw three or four people, literally, they were just blown away by their relationship with their physical side of their body. And they were blown away that how they were treating themselves was not in alignment with how they saw themselves to be. They were treating themselves poorly, and they see themselves as really good people. But what they found was happening, they were sacrificing part of who they were in trying to save another part of the world. And so they were, they couldn't believe it. And all they could see is a, a few simple practices, a few simple movements, and they could start caring for themselves in such a way that was responding completely different in their particular world. Some people shared this morning when it came from their relationship. These are two people that love each other. And what they found out is that they just lost a lot of passion and they couldn't figure out where that passion was going. They were committed to one another and they wanted to be with one another, but the passion that they had so loved for so many years seemed to fall away. Well, they found out and yesterday, just dealing with the physical aspects of their body, they had fallen into what we refer to old programming, old ways of thinking that they didn't see themselves as beautiful people. And when they didn't see themselves as beautiful people, they began to withhold themselves from one another, which basically dissipated their passion, their relationship. And in an afternoon, in one conversation, in one interaction, suddenly last night, they were just, they enjoyed being with each other. They really found, wow. And all they can see right now is a road to the future. And so that laid down a level because today we're dealing with we're dealing with our emotions and our emotional side and our expression side, and you know um, when it comes to uh, dealing with other people. And so that is they're they're just looking at today. The day's share was like, wow, where are we going to go now? Where is this going to take us from here? And they could only see it becoming even better than what they saw in just one day. So two days in the even in this morning. Two days, I'm watching people just bam. And it's not because they're not educated. It's not because they haven't done a lot of work. It's because you got to do the work. You got to stay in the work to be a part of the work. Once you get to a 10, to get to the next 10, you got to see where you are. Because getting to this place, now that you see places in your life where, wow, all I got to do is just apply this here. All I got to do is apply that there. All I got to do is be me. Be me in a fuller extent, and I didn't even realize I was withholding myself, trying to make my children happy, trying to make my spouse happy, trying to make people in my life happy, and in trying to make them happy, I was making us all unhappy. And so, bam, in that one, just one or two days, people were just having ahas and transformational experiences that literally are making a difference in their world. That's the design becoming up to the ranch for these yearly retreats calling Next 10. They used to be called Principias. Last year we did a thing called Summit. But we're putting them together so that you can have an opportunity to raise your life to the next level. The idea is nothing's wrong with you. You have pretty, I mean, you, it's not like something's wrong, broken, needs to be fixed. No, you're a machine that's running at a high level, but to make you run higher and better and faster, all it takes sometimes is a little bit of a tune-up. 
It's a little bit of a shifting process. It's like one of the things that Kathy and I were talking about last night. One of the things that we saw that, wow, we would like to see this happen in our world. Um, basically, to create effective efficiency with ease. I found myself, I create an effective efficiency, but it's a great cost. It's very difficult. I make it extremely challenging. And what we were challenged with simply, no, you can do it with ease. Yeah, I can be efficient, but I can do it easier. And that made some things open up in my mind where I'm going, why do I make it so hard? And so no one's exempt. When you're up here, the, the vibration is powerful and all of us are taken in. Everybody, Cortland's up here with me. We had conversations last night about things that we're learning about ourselves and how we can become better instructors in what we do. Uh, Chuck Morrison and I have been talking. Kathy is just boom, 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 boom. She's having a fantastic week. Uh, our area directors are up here. It's just been a phenomenal experience because not this just those of you who are taking the class get something, but virtually everyone who is around it is not exempt because the community is the thing that's offering. It's a community's vibration that's elevating each and every one of us to a higher vibration to where, wham, new insight is gained New information is seen in ways that we've never seen it before. And you have that experience of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been doing this way for so long. And so next 10 is extremely powerful. And also we introduced up here, what are we going to do next? What's our next 10 even for this class? So what's happening is that we are looking at a thing called the 45th anniversary, which is being introduced for next year. Next year was going to be our 45th anniversary for size seminars of being here on the planet. And so what we're offering in next year is, if you can imagine, 45 years is a long time. We have had so much history and so much power generated in that history and in that longevity. We've seen a lot of things come and go. And so when we're preparing ourselves to jump into this 45th year, you can only imagine what can be offered. Our anniversary in 35th year, we did such phenomenal things. And one of the biggest things that people were so impressed, we had an eagle flying around the building. People had an opportunity to actually experience an eagle. It's something that we use in some of our classes. And that was just a beautiful, powerful experience, and it was the start of the week to elevate us, to fly out forward and making things happen to our lives. So powerful things happen always on the anniversary years. Next year, 45th anniversary, the idea, what's next for you in your world? And so that is what's happening in our next, in our next 45th anniversary edition. So things are taking place. We're still in the middle of it. We're only halfway through the week. And when it all culminates together, and I'm going to tell you something not even the class knows, but when Kelly Pulis comes back, she's going to bring us, bring us through a process where we're going to pull it all together, where we literally lay down, I'm going to use the word, we lay down a legacy. We lay down a vision of what we are going to create with the people in our lives and make happen in our year in a real and in powerful way to where we actually hold ourselves accountable and other people in our lives accountable to hold this vibration through, bringing us into the 45th anniversary, ready to break through even more things than what we've broken through thus far. So it's been an extremely exciting week. You can tell some things have taken place that have been amazing. And, you know, and I'll say it as all, even the food has been fantastic. Um, that we have people out there, they're making great food each and every day. 
Um, even up in the tent when we're around there, camaraderie, talking with one another, connecting with one another. It's just been a phenomenal experience thus far, and we're only halfway through. Absolutely. And, you know, no matter how much we tell you about what is happening here, it is nothing compared to just setting foot on the grounds here and feeling what it's like to be in this energy. There really is nothing else like it. So if you missed out this year, you definitely don't want to miss out next year. Do whatever you got to do to make it happen. I know we haven't just released it yet, so keep your eyes out and and definitely plan to be here next year. Now, before we go into questions, and we have some questions from people who aren't here, so our questions are more generically personal growth related. Um, I just want to take a moment for everyone on the call who has not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in your communication and improving your relationships, both personally and professionally, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to build those relationships beyond what you previously thought possible. And if there are other results you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The Basic is an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and you get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. Again, if there's anything at all that you want more, better, or different for yourself in your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. Now for some questions. Uh, First off, Rob from AS, how do you keep moving forward when you feel stuck and you just can't seem to get beyond the mountains? AS, actually, that's part of moving forward. In my personal experience in my life, simply this, you gotta have the stuck times to extremely, to enjoy the unstuck times. Matter of fact, what you learn during those stuck times is a part of what's shaping your character. During those stuck times, you get to see, am I truly committed to my word? Am I following through with what I say I'm doing or who I say I am? Am I being honest in my communication? Even though I'm stuck, am I in it? Do I treat people like they're people versus like they're things? For me personally, more is revealed about me in those stuck times. And they're actually opportunities for me to see things that I want to work through and work in when I break out of those stuck times. But those to me are like the pressure cookers that are cooking you up, preparing you for the next step in your life. So whenever I get into stuck time, I've dealt with a few of them, especially in the last year or so. I look at it as, wow, this is my, I am in the place where now I am being reshaped, remolded, and I'm going to walk out anew. And so I'm able to see them with more excitement than I would normally see them as. As opposed to seeing them as something detrimental or problematic, I see them as yet one more step along the path. And as I began to see that, because I started it years ago when I came here, now the stuck times are not all that much different. They're like any other step I take. 
and they move me forward to creating what it is I say I want in my world. And so embrace the stuck times, love the stuck times because they are you and they are making you into a better you. The hardest point sometimes is simply surrendering and realizing that because we're all trying to look perfect to people out there or we're trying to look like we know everything or we're trying not to be wrong. And so the point is allow yourself to drop that stuff. Don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what others think and allow yourself to be in it and work through it. And when you work through it fully, you'll know so because you'll never have that same problem again. Yes, it takes courage to be a beginner, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So next up from T.S., What's the best way to stay committed to success? The best way, in my experience, has been find your undeniable why of whatever success you want to create. Why are you involved in this particular project, um, lifestyle, um, business? What's the why underneath it? In other words... You know, it's like, why am I doing what I do? Why I've stayed committed for the 22 years I've been around in both the stuck times and the great times and all that stuff is because my biggest why is primarily I get to work on me each and every day that I'm a part of this work. Not just when I'm in front of a classroom, not just when I'm not in front of a classroom, but virtually when I'm talking to people in my relationship with my wife. Everything that I do is actually moving me to be what I believed a better man, moving me to live out the principal statement that I'd signed when I was at MLS. And so biggest point of success, you make it, you make it in alignment with your whys, then you're doing it because you want to versus doing it because you have to. We're fairly disciplined people and we'll do a lot of things because we have to. But when it truly takes success, you've got to be moving from desire, from passion, from what you want, not what you need or have to do. So look at the successful enterprise you're taking on and ask yourself why. And if you can't find an undeniable why, you may want to look at another way of succeeding. All right, next from EJ, what are some techniques to say positive in the midst of chaos? Techniques, simple techniques that I have used throughout the years is one, I like to make sure I go through a rather rigorous pattern of reading in the morning. And everything that I read, especially in the mornings, is designed to elevate my thinking in some way or to challenge my attitude in some way. And so for me personally, what takes place is that even in the negative times, I'm looking at positive aspects of those negative times um, and how those are moving either the person that's in that negativity forward and I'm seeing the constructs behind it. But that's I'm sort of analytical that way. Other simple ways I've seen people use, we use a thing called trigger devices. Trigger devices are pretty powerful. When I was in my basic, they talked about putting a dot on your watch and have a little like 
nail polish red dot. And what that red dot means, every time you look down at your watch, you see that dot. And what that dot means, I'm a sexy man. Hard to be negative when you're looking at your watch and going, I'm a sexy man. Or I'm a powerful person. Or, you know, I live and breathe my philosophy. And so little dots are little trigger devices. And so look around your room, especially that you're primarily involved with. Look what's in your room. Look at what's reminding you of. In my office at home, everything, and I have lots of little knickknacks, but every knickknack has its purpose. It's there for a reason. It was a gift from someone that reminds me of something. I have a rock that my three-year-old daughter had given me one morning because it was the most greatest gift in her world, and that sits there on my shelf, and it reminds me of our relationship throughout the years. But everything and every knickknack that I have in there is set there to when I see it, it triggers that I'm a good man, I'm a good father, I'm a good husband, I'm doing what I want to do, I'm involved. Um, It's all laid on bookshelves because I have lots of books in my office. And so that's a little trigger that I also use. So trigger devices are extremely powerful. I also find myself reading short, I think they call them memes, memes, what we call these things? Memes. Memes, yes, we call them memes. Memes recently, especially when it comes to the Facebook thing and the Twitter and the other social media, memes I found can be extremely powerful. And so surrounding myself or reading through a few memes throughout the day or memorizing one or two of them and recanting them throughout the day, that assists me in keeping my mind in the right space and in the right place. Uh, And another simple one that was told to me by a good friend of mine years and years back, never get too tired, never get too hungry. Never get too tired, never get too hungry. And so make sure you take care of yourself when it comes to your physical aspects. And that'll also keep your mind in a very powerful, positive place. Um, It's a very powerful technique that I think we sometimes don't use that often. And then ultimately the last one I use, I make sure that I exercise some sort of exercise each and every day. One of the things, especially when I'm at home, I'll do 30 minutes on a bike on a stationary bike and go like eight, 10 miles on it. Uh, I find that somehow keeping yourself engaged in a physical way keeps your mind sharp and keeps you focused on the power in those trigger devices that I find myself reading through. Great. Next from RP, how do I trust myself to be able to reach my dreams? Trusting yourself, I find, is... An interesting process. Um, one of the reasons I believe we don't trust ourselves is because, a, one, a calamity has taken place, something difficult. My big time was when I um, went through a divorce. Um, I really began to question my ability to trust in myself because if I chose that person and we got divorced, that means I have the opportunity to choose yet another person and possibly do the same thing. Another way that happens, and I think I also dealt with it as well, especially when it means going through the divorce, is that we erode away our trust levels by doing simple little things over and over again. We get ourselves into habitual actions that don't support us and therefore creates distrust with ourselves. So all I simply did was this, and I use it over and over still to this day. Ask yourself the question, how do you create trust in other people? How do you trust other people? Really look at it. Look at people that you really trust in your life and ask yourself, why do you really trust them? What are they doing or what is happening in that relationship? For me, I found out there was a couple of things. One, they do what they say they're going to do. They really do and they follow through and they do what they say they're going to do. 
And I'll begin to trust them because of that. Two, they're civil. They're cordial. Um, Dare I say, they actually care not only about themselves, but about other people. And so they're not full of selfishness. They're outward focused, so to speak. All you got to do then, whatever you find out, turn it around. Turn it back on yourself. Are you following through? Are you being cordial? Are you being civil? Are you coming from care? Are you outward focused? Start practicing those things with you and those around you. And from there, you'll begin to develop trust in yourself. And you'll renew the relationship that you've lost. Either through erosion or calamity, it will slowly rebuild and come back. I've done that personally and keep doing it personally and have found great effectiveness with it. So start finding out why do you trust others and then start doing that in your life. Well, we have actually kind of a related question here from KH. How do I know when I am on the right track? Technically speaking, when the track that you're on is in alignment with the values that you hold dearest. Each and every one of us has values. And um, one of the things that we have spent years and years here at Sci Seminars working with people on is identifying what are our core values. That takes a little bit of a process, and there are a few books and some material out there for you to reference and work with. And so I would suggest finding out what are your core values, and then what do those core values direct you to? And if you're in alignment with what they direct you to, you're on the right track. If you're not in alignment with what those core values are directing you to, you're finding yourself to be unhappy, unfulfilled, and frustrated. And so find out what are your values, what are they actually leading you toward, and then go out and pursue that track, and you will find you are on the right track. You can also tell you're on the right track because you'll find yourself doing two things. Einstein always said, the universe will be expanding and you'll be having a lot of fun. That's when you know you're on the right track. You know you're not on the right track because the universe is getting smaller and smaller, scarier and scarier. Scary and small, you know you're not on the right track. Widening, bigger, expanding, and you're having fun, you're on the right track. Uh, So next here from CC... How do you step out of your comfort zone if you have been stuck in your comfort zone for years, practically your whole life? Fantastic question. And the reality is the fact that you actually know that you have a comfort zone you're staying in, that is the biggest problem or the biggest issue that needs to be first addressed. Because many of us will not actually admit that we have a comfort zone. I myself in this last year had a chance to experience my comfort zone. And so I have a little bit of insight on this when it comes to, actually readily insight when it comes to this. Uh, Simply this, uh, you'll do something that's not comfortable. That's how you break out of your comfort zone. You know what's comfortable and so do something that's not comfortable. Well, how do you do that? You call forth courage. You'll do one of two things. You'll shy away from it because you're afraid or you'll draw forth courage and you'll do it anyway. Kathy Quinlan, one of our one of our instructors here at Site Seminars, her big thing is you can cry, you can be scared, and you can walk and talk all at the same time. Just move forward, move from your courageous point, and even though you're freaked, step out into it and know, this is what I drew forth, know 
that you'll be a better human being because of it. You'll be able to look at yourself in the eye that night and go, you drew forth courage. You may not have busted it all up in a day, but you look at the places where little by little you're breaking down the walls. Little by little you're breaking in new habits and new patterns. And those little habits and new patterns will create experiences. And those experiences ultimately will create your destiny. But you just take it on piece by piece by piece. When I was working through it in PLD... Our Pace Center Leadership Dynamics course, we used to put out the phrase, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you break out of it? A little act of courage here and there. Perfect. Next from SC, how can I easily let go? I have a fear of missing out, so I hold on to things, and I want to be set free from holding on. SC, huh? That's a good question. You're dealing with an issue of control versus surrender. And so this is one of the things I think that all of us are challenged with quite often. We have a need to control. Um, we have a need for it to look good. We have a need for it to be right or be perfect. Or in your case, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss things. And so you got to be a part of it. What I've recognized throughout the years is that means that you need to educate yourself a bit. It means your mindset still is in a place of a rather young person because little kids concern themselves with missing out. Adults don't. And so you got to allow yourself to mature a bit um, and challenge yourself in that maturity level. Because surrender is something that we do, but we're not always really aware of it. Um, commitment ultimately is a choice that I surrender to. That's what we're doing when we commit. Pure things happen through surrender. And so merely to tell you you need to surrender more in your world is basically putting you in a direction. I know it's the answer, but it's one of those experiential answers that you'll have to experience for yourself. I can ask you to call forth times in your life where you release control because probably you had to. There was no other choice, and still it worked out good. Start putting those together in your mind and say, well, no, I don't always have to be in control. Then be outward focused and notice when you're not in control, it gives other people opportunity to step up and grow. That's also a positive experience because when you give people opportunities to grow and challenge themselves, now you're creating more of a community and a friendship that's eternal versus always having to control them and make them do what you want to do. Ultimately, what I've told people in the past is that, you know when people try to control you and how much you hate it, what do you think you're doing to people around you? And so get yourself into a place where you allow yourself to surrender, highlighted by times where you know you have surrendered, and start working with surrender, letting go of the need to hold on to. You're in control because you're fulfilling some need. And so if you identify what that need is and obliterate that need, surrender comes much easier. I know I'm being vague on this, but it's a really challenging question. And much of what our classes are all designed off of, which means going through the experience of working through it, which is huge, which happens up at our life success course. It's primarily where we work with this. And then our leadership classes, it's where we implement it on a, on a personal daily basis. So great question. You're in the right place. Keep working with it. All right, next from K.A., 
What is the best way to create a synergistic partnership? I want so badly to help my partner achieve their personal and professional goals, but without pushing my goals or my agenda. How do I support them while giving them space to dream their own dreams? I would say simply love them, which means in loving them, accepting them for where they are. I think what happens with me sometimes is that I don't accept them for where they are and they think they should be in a different place and I try to go in and make it better by trying to challenge them to become better. Um, And once again, my own agenda comes up. And so ultimately, when I get these kind of questions, the best way to create a synergistic partnership is you to become synergistic yourself. You working on you is actually more powerful than your concern about them. Once you give up your need to be about them, suddenly you'll be about one another. Something we call about synergy, it's one plus one equals three. And so what happens is when you let go of the need to make them perfect or to have your relationship perfect, then it will become perfect. But when it has to be perfect or it has to be achieved, now you have a certain element that cannot allow it to be achieved, i.e. acceptance, love, surrender, joy, excitement, passion. These are things you can't go out and earn. These are only things you can basically be. And so be has a lot to do with being you. And so challenge you, be you. Be you and you'll, you'll, you'll create it through interaction versus the need to make it happen. You know, we have a few questions here uh, that are all very similar. How do I begin at eight, again at age 60? How do I start over again at age 70? And, you know, we have had people of all ages attend our courses as a way to launch into whatever is next. So if you could uh, talk about that. Constructing as beginning again, the point is, no, it's an extension of who you are. You've done so much to get where you are, and so what you're doing is validating everything you've done thus to this point and moving on forward. I just got done reading for, I don't know how many times, Max Meltz, Maxwell Meltz, um, Psycho-Cybernetics. You realize he started writing that book at 57 years old, and he didn't finish it and have it in completion until he's around 61. All he did was realize he knew there was something more to his life, and he wanted to achieve. And so he sat down and saw where could he be best of service to his world, and he saw some great need in working with people's habits, thought processes, and scenarios they've created around their world. And Psycho-Cybernetics, for years upon years upon years, has been a pinnacle book in the industry. Few have ever came close to it, and he'll be clear to tell you he basically built off of other people's situations. There are many other people, and so my thing is, for me personally, is how I do it. There are other people like us that are in our age group that have succeeded greatly. I mean, some of the greatest coaches on the planet started becoming great coaches in their late 50s, 60s, and early 70s. And so as long as you have something focused on the future that you want to create, become, envision, or have happen, you will maintain the mindset to create or become or envision it or to have it. You'll be create the young mindset, the high vibration mindset, the dynamic mindset. What I find with people who are often a little bit older, they're buying into already the programs of, well, I'm losing my memory because I'm older, or I'm losing my energy because I'm older, or I'm losing my this because I'm older, or I'm losing my that because I'm older. No, they're not. You're losing it because you're choosing to lose it. That's other people's idea of being older. Your idea of being older is your idea, and so start looking at what is your idea. 
People who have spouses that they've been a part of for 15, 20, 30, 40 years, the detriment I've seen happen because I worked with churches for many years, once one spouse dies, generally within a year and a half, the other spouse will die as well because they see no more reason of moving on. The biggest challenge I have for anybody in their late 50s, early 60s, coming into your 70s, you got to create a passionate vision, something that you desire to create on this planet, whether it means about being a part of some community where you make a difference on the planet on a daily basis, whether it means creating financial stability so that you can basically financially support other industries, whether it means deriving or creating a business, whether it means creating a different relationship, whether it means starting something, creating something, making something new. But when you get passionate and creative and power behind it, you will give yourself a longevity of life to, to, to assure that you will achieve it. So what you think is what you are creating. And so allow yourself to think of something that's worthy of you, that is bigger and beyond you, that seems impossible to achieve. Put that into your future, and you will start moving toward a future worth living. You'll start playing a game worth playing. And so it starts off with your thinking and how you're thinking about what you're thinking and then moving it out on what you want to create yet on this planet. The difficulty, I think, when we hit to that age, we've already created so much, we already have so much, and there's little direction on where to go next. Start digging up, go into Google, start Googling people who are older, and you'll find there's a lot of people out there that started creating their significant work in their 50s, 60s, and 70s and made huge differences on this planet. It's just not talked about very much. So, you know, Rob, one of the things that I find interesting is every month when we have these calls, we have a lot of people who have not yet done our classes, uh, who are getting value out of the podcast. And every single month, no matter what the topic, there's always questions about motivation. Every time, doesn't matter what the topic is. So many people are, are, what do I do to stay motivated? And I'm telling you, going to the basic seminar is like winning a golden ticket where you can completely shift the trajectory of your life so that it is in alignment with your values and who you are. Then, you know, in our trilogy of classes, the life success course, you, when you go to the life success course, you know that you know that anything is possible. And then on our leadership seminars, you get truly grounded in who you are and what you stand for in the world. And now here we are at Next 10 which is just so far and above and beyond, there really is no way to describe it. Even though we're here talking to you from Next 10, like we are submerged in this energy, which is just, I mean, like you can't help but be on fire just being here. So there's no way to encapsulate that for you. For all of the people who are on this call who have not yet done our classes, Rob, can you do just a little take on each of these classes to share with them uh, what it is that Sci Seminars does, what makes our classes different? Uh, these experiential seminars really aren't like anything else out there. So if, if you could share on that. Okay. I just want to say some of the motivation thing. Whenever I see people about motivation, to me, I think about this. As a human being, we need food to like be alive. You wouldn't just eat enough food and go, okay, I've had enough now for my life. I don't need to eat anymore. No, you got to eat each and every day. And so the idea of motivation is make sure you're learning, 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 because life is a learning process. So Kat it talked about we have um, our three, our trilogy of classes that we offer is, first off, we refer to as the basic. 
And the base course is, as we call it, it's experiential education course. Um, education, I'll use the once again, the word educo, which is a Latin word, but it means to draw information out of you so you can basically question and explore your life in such a way that you've never questioned or explored it before and discover new things about what you're doing so that you can create personal effect and personal and professional effectiveness right now. And so that, in, in essence, is what the basic is in its definitive value. Now, realistically, what happens? An experiential learning means we may think we know something in our head. We have it in our head, no, I know this about the world, or I know this about myself, or I know this about whatever. But then you'll go through an exercise, and the exercise shows you something that you did not even know was there until you got into the exercise. One of the illustrations we use is that the only thing that doesn't know there's water on the planet is a fish. The reason they don't know there's water on the planet because they're always in water. They don't know there's water on the planet until you take them out of your water. What happens in the basic is you are in a fishbowl. You are in a, you're in a watered area and everything is in your world. It's just the way that it is. It's so natural. It's the way that it is and the way that it's always going to be. And so in experiential learning, we pull you out of the fishbowl and you get a chance to experience life from a completely different vantage point. And so you have in the basic, you have an awareness experience, an aha experience of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so all the way throughout the basic, you become aware of habits that you got yourself into that you never even realized you got yourself into. They just started becoming habitual sometime throughout your life. Either when you grew up, this is how you learned. Like some of us were trying to be the good little girl or good little boy. And we just brought that habitual action all the way up until we became an adult. And we don't even realize we're doing it still. And then the basic, you go through an exercise and all of a sudden you see that about yourself and you go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm still doing this. And so there are programs that are extremely powerful that are making you successful. And there's also some programming that is detrimental getting in your way of the success that you say you want to have in your life. And so the basic is an awareness training that gives you an opportunity to become aware of what's getting in your way. And becoming aware of it gives you now opportunity to deal with it differently and make life-changing choices in your, in your future. Life Success Course is a seven-day course that's held up on the ranch. This is what we refer to as a transformational training. Transformation is a dynamic action that takes place in human beings. We transform. We don't change. You make change out of dollars. You change your clothes. Change is something external. We transform. That's something that's internal and basically it's dynamic. Change is static and we are alive living creatures and so we must go through a transformational process. We liken it to when a, butter, when a butterfly once was a caterpillar, now it transforms into a butterfly. Um, a tadpole transforms into a frog. And so we see these elements here and there throughout our experiences but that's what we do as human beings. We transform by the renewing of our minds, by uh, taking in information not only mentally but also physically through low ropes, high ropes events that literally gives us a physical, emotional response or reaction to something that we've always done and we get a chance to do it differently 
infusing a new course of action that now we can replicate in our futures. It's a lot of big words for basically saying is you get a chance to be really scared, do something extremely courageous, and can't believe that you did something like that. And now you're looking at your life going, why am I holding myself back? Why am I stopping myself in the things that I want? And so it's literally a transforming. So you, when you walk away from the ranch, the events are designed in such a way you walk away a different human being. Your countenance is different. How you hold yourself is different. How you see your future is different. How you see your significant other is different. So you go back embracing your world in a significantly different way that makes an instantaneous change in what's happening in your world around you. Leadership class now. Ultimately, to be a great leader of other people, we must become leaders of self. Our world is not designed well for you to become a leader of self. It's designed for you to become a robot, a sheep, someone who follows and does what they're supposed to do. Literally, you are designed to lead yourself. And you're the one to make the choices and the decisions and take on the actions that ultimately creates you. Not what your parents did, not what the community tells you to do, not what your churches say what you're supposed to do, but you are the one that takes all that in and you make those solid life choices that ultimately creates the destiny or vision of your world. And so leadership gives you challenges on how are you as a leader. First off, leading yourself and then revealed through leading other people. Are you leading from a management style? Are you leading from a, from a passionate style? And what are you leading people toward? Um, we, we will borrow and utilize the transformational model, which is a huge model that you learned in the Life Success course, and be able to infuse that model into your life to where you are experiencing life that is being elevated constantly, whether you're in a working environment, or you're in your relationship, or you're working with your kids but it's where you now are taking leadership in your life and you're living your life by design versus by circumstance or happenstance. Once again, each and every one of the classes, it's much more you do things either outdoors or you do activities within a room. When we say experiential, we do things to where you get a chance to actually see yourself do them and experience whatever fears you may have around it. It's like one of the, one of the events is simply this. I always thought I didn't have issues with heights. It's not a big deal. It's heights. Climbing a pole It's not a big deal. Until I got up on the pole. I mean, I told people all around me, I'm not bothered by this. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I realized with me telling them all that I'm really, really fine, it must have mean I'm, I'm not really, really fine. But I, might, I want everybody to think I'm really, really fine until I get up there. And when I got up there, I realized it wasn't so much about the heights. It was a fear of looking stupid and making a mistake and not catching a trapeze. And that was stopping me. I was one of the last people to finally go up to the pole because I was so afraid of looking stupid. Up on top of that pole, I had a transformational experience of how much of my life I am not living because I'm afraid of what other people will think of me or see me. Literally, I walked away a different person. Months after that class, I changed my career. I changed the course of my life. I moved into a complete different elevation of who I saw myself and people around me could feel it. And so it's not just knowledge that's coming out of someone's mouth. It's you working through your stuff on events, on exercises, 
that gives you the opportunity to experience transformation on a regular basis. So one, awareness experience, that's the basic. Life success course, we deal with transformation. And in leadership course, we work with leadership. And then ultimately, we'll always have something on the ranch each and every year. Because the deal is how the vibration you experience during Psy 7 is always elevated once you get to your leadership class. And then if you can imagine being at that kind of vibration surrounded by 400 of people with equally or stronger vibration, it creates a community of phenomenal significance to where you can truly get some work done in your life. Hence, the 45th anniversary happening this next year. It's coming in September, uh, September 30th, I believe. And it's what's next for you and your world. Some of you guys who are working on that, I'm in my 60s or I'm in my 70s, I'm in my 50s, and I'm not sure where to go. I tell you one place to be, 45th anniversary, that'll lay down some groundwork for you to create a life that's worth living and be a part of a game that's worth being a part of. Anything else you want to say? Oh, that was awesome. You guys definitely don't want to miss it. Even if you actually have not started our classes yet, you can uh, attend the classes between now and next year. And for anyone who's already a leadership graduate, it's just a no-brainer. Uh, it, it is unlike anything else you will experience. But, uh, thank you so much, Rob, for taking the time out of this week to be on this call. we got to get back to class. That's right. I know. We do. we got to get back in there. Uh, and uh, thank you for everyone listening in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Have some new tools and concepts to move you forward. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, October 10th. And Rob will be back with us next month speaking on the topic of activating your superpowers. You can register now at PSILive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night. Thank you.